0: The financial markets are made up of bulls and bears, but when you listen to most trading gurus, it seems to be all bull. Who to trust? The one who puts a fire under your butt with candlestick flames, or the one who says you should trade Fibonacci, but you still find yourself losing money 61.8% of the time? It's time to go straight to the source and get the truth about what's working in the markets today with your host, the founder of Top Dog Trading, Barry Burns trading, it's actually pretty gall darn simple. It comes down to this. What price do I get in? What price do I get out? That's it. Now, easier said than done, right? Yes. But in this video, I'm going to show you how to do it. So by the end time you finish this video, you will know how to do it and not just talk about it. So let's jump right into it. When we talk about when to get in and when to get out, we're talking about support levels. We want to buy at support and we want to exit at resistance. Now, everybody in the gerbil knows, about support resistance levels, but not everybody knows how to trade that. And so, as I always like to say, the dollars are in the details. So while everybody knows about support resistance, very few people know the details of how to know when to enter at support and when to enter at resistance or exit at resistance. Because let's face it, sometimes support resistance levels do not hold, right? Sometimes the market bounces off of them. Other times just boom, slices right through them. And that's the detail. How to determine when these levels will hold and when they will not hold. So in that spirit, I always refer to them as potential support and potential resistance. I like to add the word potential to both just to keep in my mind, my own self-talk, my awareness that this level may or may not hold, right? Now, let's jump into the details as to which levels that we're going to use, which ones are the most significant, less significant, which time frames to trade them on, and then we're going to finish up with the secret sauce, when it's going to hold and when it's not going to hold, so you can trade with accuracy and get your win-loss ratio up there super high. So let's begin with which support resistance levels are more significant, I'm going to say reliable, than others. So it all comes down to a basic premise. It's actually very simple. The ones that most people are watching are the ones that are the most significant. Now, you might say, but Barry, that's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. And my response to that is, well, yeah, What do you think makes the markets move? Why do you think markets stop and move? And it's all because of people, traders, the market, and the algos that they create and so forth are all seeing certain levels and responding to them. They're going to do one of three things. They'll either buy into it, sell into it, or take profits into it. All right. So either buy into it or sell, meaning shorting, which would be another entry. Those are both entries, long or short, or take their profits. That's all that's happening. Now, the more people that are looking at it. So let's Take, for example, one that's very, very common, 50-period simple moving average on a daily chart. That has a lot of self-fulfilling prophecy to it because so many people use the 50-period simple moving average. Another one would be the 200 simple moving average. Those two, on a daily time frame, are two of the most commonly used moving averages, probably the two most commonly used moving averages. So there is going to be a mass psychology effect that when price comes into those levels, a lot of people are going to look at that and they say, oh, I'm looking to buy here. And they will see price action starting to change, maybe getting an engulfing pattern, or my cycle indicator coming in and showing, oh, we're changing a cycle, putting in a cycle low to go up here. And that's because, again, so many people are watching it. And so they get hesitant. Now, this is where human psychology comes in. And by the way, trading psychology is based on mass psychology. And the principles of mass psychology are very different than the principles of individual psychology. So when we talk, talk about psychology in the markets. We are really talking about the principles of mass psychology, the masses. So when lots of people see price coming into a support level and they all agree that, oh yeah, I'm watching this on my chart. They have that level on their chart. Then what happens is people start to get uncertain. Like, I don't know if it's going to break through this, if it's going to stop here. And when you get the masses doing that, that's when you have a more reliable, I'm going to say, there's my air quotes, level of support resistance. Okay, we're going to get to in a minute in whether you know it's going to break through or hold. But those are significant levels, reliable. Now you take that same 50-period simple moving average and put it on a different time frame. Put it on a one-minute chart, a five-minute chart, a 12-minute chart, a 144 tick chart. It does not have the same reliability, simply because not as many people are using a 50-period simple moving average on those other time intervals. So again, same tool, but different time interval, significance, fewer traders, less mass psychology coming in, meaning fewer people buying off of it, selling off of it, or taking profits into it. And that's the cool key to which support resistance levels are the most significant. Another one would be a very famous one, Fibonacci levels. So Fibonacci, yeah, a lot of people use it, but think about that. While a lot of people use the tool, there's people who are using it on different time intervals again. So that means that those levels are going to come in at different prices. And here's the other thing, it becomes very subjective as to where Where they're going to draw the first level to the top level. Where they're going to draw that Fibonacci retracement tool from one point to another. And different people are going to have different levels that they draw it from. Therefore, their Fibonacci levels will be different. And therefore, there's not as much of that self-fulfilling prophecy for Fibonacci levels. Now, let's go to something else for day trading. So that would be something like floor trader pivots. Now, floor trader pivots are rock solid numbers. There's no drawing them subjectively. They are just calculated from the previous days, high, low, and close into the future day. So what that means is no matter what time interval someone is trading, everybody has the same levels. And again, that means that more people are going to see them. Doesn't matter if they're trading at two-minute chart, a 144 tick chart, 30-minute chart, the levels are the same. The prices are the same. So more people seeing it come into the central pivot, more people responding to it, more reliable support resistance level, more significant. You want to really notice that. So, that's the first thing to be aware of as to which support resistance levels you want to give more weight to or less weight to. Think about it this way it's almost like when you're driving down the street and you go over a little speed bump. Okay, well, that's not going to stop your car. You might slow down, but it's not going to stop the car. Those are the ones we refer to as the less significant support resistance levels. Price might slow down a little bit. You might see a change in your candlesticks. Maybe they've gone from wide range to a little more narrow range. Maybe you get some dojis. Maybe you get some spinning tops, but there's not enough people who are really reacting to that level. Whereas back to our car analogy, if you had a really big curb there, like you see in the parking lots, well, people are not going to just go flying over that curb because it's going to smash their car. So, and it's more pronounced and it's more visible. And so that's what more significant levels are like. Can they be run over? They can be, but most people are worried about getting their car smashed or back to our market analysis, having their trading account smashed and wrapped. And so what happens is people start to get, again, fearful. Now we get into the mass emotion of fear at the levels. And the more people that get fearful or uncertain, the more people that start responding, saying, oh, I'm going to take some profits here, or I'm going to get out. And therefore, those levels are more significant. Very important, you distinguish between significant and less significant support resistance levels. That's step one. Now let me keep my promise and share with you how to determine whether any of these support resistance levels are more likely to be broken or not. And that has to do with supply, demand of money flow. Therefore, yes, you have to support resistance levels on your charts. Professionals use them. We all use them. And you want to see what those levels are that other people are watching. But that's not all. Trading is never made up of just one tool. We want to put together a couple of different uncorrelated tools to give us a preponderance of the evidence. And that's what creates a probability scenario. So in this case, as You probably already know if you've been trading for more than 12 seconds. Support resistance levels, sometimes they hold and sometimes they're broken. So what's the difference? How do we determine what's going to happen? And that has to come back to money flow, supply-demand imbalance. So for example, if we get up to a resistance level and there's a lot more buying, a ton more buying, huge amount of overwhelm of demand, and not much supply, that's when we are more likely to break through that resistance level. We could just slice through it like butter. I guess not even there. I mean, if every support resistance level held every time, the market can never go anywhere, right? So it's going to break. Sometimes it holds, sometimes it breaks. The answer to you know the difference is watch the money flow. Remember, always follow the money. Really, that's what trading all comes down to. Professional trading is all about following the money. It's not just a theory or an idea or a concept. No, it's literally watching the money in real time. It's basic economics, supply and demand. It all comes down to that. Now, how do you determine that? Well, you can put volume on your chart, obviously. The volume bar is at the bottom. You could use a time and sales window. You could l- use a level three. By the way, don't really recommend using level two. I don't find that very helpful anymore. That's toast. That's done. Everybody's got level two. You need an edge. So again, in trading, you need an edge. You need to see something that not everyone is seeing. So here's an interesting concept. We want to combine things that everybody sees with some things that not everybody does see. So it's not one or the other. You want to see both. Now seeing what everybody else sees, that doesn't give you an edge. You just want to know, okay, here's where the mass psychology is likely to come in. I want to see what everybody else is looking at. Oh, we've come into a, a level now where the masses are getting concerned. Well, now let's see where the supply demand is. Are they responding to that level? Are they shorting into it? Are short sellers coming in? Or has supply demand kind of evened out here? Now, So you can put volume at the bottom. Uh, You could use level three. Now that would give you an edge. Another thing you could look at is time and sales. And in time and sales, what I do is I like to filter it for what we call block trades. Now block trades, again, this would be an edge. Very, very few people look at block trades. So the reason I said that volume is okay, but not the most powerful way to look at volume is because I don't wanna just see all the volume. I don't wanna see the volume of retailers and amateurs and people who don't know what they're doing. Uh, That's not that helpful. you want to see is the big money trades, the professional traders, and how do we find their volume? Well, we look for people who trade large size. So if you're trading the E-mini, someone who trades 15 contracts or a hundred contracts. It's most likely not an amateur trader. Someone who trades one or two contracts, that's most likely an amateur trader. And as we know, most amateurs lose money. Most professionals, well, by definition, make money. That's why they're called professional traders. So I want to see both. Now, I bring up two time and sales windows. One, I filter to only watch one or two contracts, and that's going to show me, oh, this is what the amateurs are doing. In the other time and sales window, I see, oh, this is what the professional traders are doing. And I look for them to disagree with each other. And of course, then I'm going to look and follow the smart money. I'm going to follow what the professionals are doing. So I see orders coming through. One order for 50 contracts of the S&P 500, that's the one who's got a lot of money meaning they have a big trading account. Now, one trade like that, I'm not gonna put much merit on that because that might just be somebody who is still an amateur, they just have a lot of money to throw around, they still don't know what they're doing. But when I see a series of block trades come through like that, 50 contracts on one trade, another 50 contracts on one trade, a hundred contracts on one trade, and I see four, five, six of those coming in. Oh, that is a huge green flag for for me to, oh, follow the smart money, let's do this, let's get in. If that coincide with the support level, maybe I'm buying that. One of the most popular ways of trading support resistance is the phrase, you probably heard it, resistance becomes support or turns into support. And again, there's a very clear psychological dynamic that's happening there. So what that means is what's happening behind the scenes, I like to always explain the logic, I call it the market logic behind things. If there's no market logic behind it, then they never trade it. And by market logic, I mean, again, looking at what are the traders doing. So when I refer to the market, I'm not referring to the bars on the chart. I'm referring to the traders who are causing the market to move and the chart is just mapping that. So resistance becomes support. What's happening there? Normally what's happening is again, we'll look for big demand coming through lots of buying, overwhelming the sellers, slices through that resistance. And then those people have now made a lot of money. Sometimes it's just that they've made a lot of money and now they Want to take profits. Other times, that move is caused by a catalyst. It could be news. It could be a economic report. It could be you know. It could even be something that doesn't even really have any significance, like gossip or rumor. But people respond to it. They have a knee-jerk emotional reaction to it, and that will move the market. Sometimes that moves the market more than actual real news does. And so, boom! It'll slice through that resistance level, and then everybody realizes, oh wait, that was not a big deal. That was not even true. Or it's like okay locking our profits because we made more than normal. And that's what causes the market to come back down. People taking profits, not necessarily shorting the market. In these situations, we do not want to see a lot of supply. We just want to see the volume coming out of the market and the market drifting back down to that resistance that now we're above, so it becomes support. And then the only way you cannot trade, resistance becomes support again without looking at the orders. So we're not going to just trade that pattern. We're then going to watch, okay, when we come back down to. Support, Support, do we get more buying coming in? Do we get a lot more buy orders coming in? Do we get more block trade orders coming in? Professional orders. If we do, great. Then I'll trade the resistance to become a support pattern. If we don't, then I'm not going to trade it. Then that support probably won't hold. So again, support resistance by itself, it provides a frame like a grid to trade off of those levels. But we don't actually trade off those levels unless the money flow is there. And I want to see it to be very very clear. I don't want to see it to be oh just a little bit more buy a little bit more selling, that can change too quickly. I want to see enthusiastic buying of the professional traders. I have one more very, very, very special tool for you, and it is actually a gift. I want to give you one of my favorite trade strategies, absolutely free. I'm going to give you one of my courses for free. It's a little mini course, doesn't take too long to go through, but the beauty of the course is it's not just educational. It actually gives you a trade setup you can start using to make money with, and I charge the princely sum of $0 for this course, and that's because As I understand when you listen to traders, hard to know who's really helpful and who isn't. So I figure the best way to do it is just give you a trade strategy, get you making some money and without paying me any money. And if it works for you, well then you know. If it doesn't work for you, well then you know that too. But I will also give you my email address when you sign up for this little mini course. so You can email me and ask me any questions you want about the trading strategy and let's get you profitable before you spend any money on courses. So you can just go to rubberbandtrade.com. That's actually the name of the trade setup rubber band trade, I still take this trade every single time it sets up. Personally, I take this trade every day. It is one of my favorite trades and I'm giving you my favorite thing for free. So pretty good deal, pretty good deal. By the way, if you're a new trader and you've been wondering, hey, I wonder how long it takes to uh, become a profitable trader. uh, There's a link somewhere here on the screen my editor is going to put on and also a link in the description below for both that and also for the rubber band trade, check it out. Dr. Barry Burns with Top Dog Trading. Look forward to giving you more good free stuff in the very near future. If you found this video helpful, click the thumbs up and like the video. And if you want to get more videos like this, I do videos like this all the time. In fact, I do them every single week, multiple times every week. Subscribe to the channel and then you'll get notified every single time that I come out with another free tutorial. Oh, and finally, please, I really encourage you. I love your comments. So type your comments in below. It could be a question. It could be a request for a future video, or it could be your experience about support resistance. If you want to share something from your perspective, I would love to hear it. And as a community together, we can learn from each other you've been listening to the online trading to win podcast with barry burns be sure to subscribe on itunes google play or stitcher and leave a great review for more information about our free indicators and courses visit online trading to Neither online trading to win, Top Dog Trading, nor Barry Burns are registered as securities broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority, and are not licensed to provide investment advice. Trading and investing involve substantial risk. Financial loss even above the amount invested is possible and common. We do not imply, predict, or guarantee that you will be successful in earning any money whatsoever. Past results of any individual trader are not indicative of future returns by that trader and are not indicative of future returns which may be realized by you. We do not assume responsibility or liability for your trading and investment results. This is provided for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice.